Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Bible tells us, reading from verse number 23. It says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Today we celebrate the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And for many in the church, this is the only time they consciously think about the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the only time they remember his sacrifice on the cross for us. But in the early church, the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ was not a once in a year affair. It's not something that they do only during the time of resurrection. It is something that they remember and they celebrate every time they come together. Just like the verse of the scripture that we have just read. And now over 2,000 years since our Lord Jesus Christ has been resurrected from the dead, the subject of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is still generating a lot of conversation in our world today. Generating a lot of conversation, both within and outside the church. The question this morning is, what is the resurrection to you as a believer? What does it mean, the bodily resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ? What does it mean to you as a Christian? That's the question I want to be asking this morning. We all know what resurrection is all about, which is the bringing back to life or the bringing back to existence of something that has died. That is what resurrection is in a general sense. But for us as believers, when we talk about the resurrection, we are not just talking about the coming back to life of our Lord Jesus Christ on the third day after he had died. When we talk about the bodily resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ as Christians, we are talking about the demonstration of the power of God. That's what we're talking about. The Bible tells us, the Bible makes us understand that to the believer, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is the demonstration of the power of the Almighty God that is able to do what he only wants to do. So, the resurrection to the believer is a demonstration of the power of God. Number two, to the believer, the resurrection is the validation of the claims of Christ. The Bible tells us in the book of John chapter 2, he said in verse 18, he says, So the Jews answered and said unto him, What sign do you have to show to us? Since you do this thing, Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple. In three days, I will raise it up. That was the claim that he made. And that is what the resurrection is all about. It's about the validation of the claim of the Lord Jesus Christ that he made when he was still here. Number three, what is the resurrection to the believer? The resurrection is the assurance of salvation that he has given unto us. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If you read from verse number 17, he said, If Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sin. In other words, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is an assurance of the salvation that we carry about. 
Because if Jesus Christ did not rise from the dead, then it's a waste of time what we're doing here this morning. Number four, what is the resurrection to the believer? The resurrection to the believer is a decisive victory over sin, over death, and over Satan. That's what it simply means. First Corinthians chapter 15, reading from verse number 55. All the apostle writing to the Corinthians just said, Oh death, where is your sting? Oh head is where is your victory? The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gave us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So if Jesus Christ did not rise up, we will still be in our sin. Death will still reign over us. Satan will still be running rampant in our lives. But to the believer, the resurrection simply means we have victory over death, we have victory over sin, and we have victory over the enemy. Number five, what does resurrection mean to the believer? The resurrection means to the believer the hope of eternal life, the hope of eternity. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. In other words, because Jesus Christ rose from the dead, we have the hope of eternal life. Because he has already told us that those of us who will believe in him, he said, though we may die physically, but we shall live eternally. Number six, what is the resurrection? What is the resurrection to the believer? The resurrection to the believer means that we have now become joint heir with Christ. In other words, we now inherit, we are now partakers of the inheritance of the things of God. Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse number 17, it says, if children, then heir, then heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, we may also be glorified together. So when Jesus Christ rose from the dead, the meaning for us is that we have now become joint heir with Christ to the treasures of heaven. And then finally to the believer, the resurrection means a divine repositioning, a change of level. That is what we have become. Bible tells us in the book of Ephesians chapter 2. If you read from verse number 6, it said, He has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That is only possible because of the resurrection. Because we have been translated. We are now sitting together with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. There is a change of level. We are no longer on the floor. Where the enemy can mess with us, we are now seated far above the enemy in high places. That is a change of level to the believer. This is what the resurrection is all about. The resurrection is the central point of our faith. It is the central point of our faith. Without the bodily resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, there is no Christianity. Without the bodily resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, there is no Christianity. And the reason I say that is because the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If you start reading from verse number 14, it says, If Christ be not risen, then our preaching is in vain. And our faith is also in vain. In other words, everything we are doing here is a waste of time. If Jesus Christ did not rise from the dead. Verse number 15. He said, yeah, we have found false witnesses of God. Because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised up not. If so, be that the dead raised not. In other words, if Jesus Christ did not get up from the grave on the third day, just like he has declared, he said, then we become false witness because we are telling people something that never happened. But verse number 16, he said, if the dead rise not, then Christ raised not. In other words, if there is no resurrection, then Jesus Christ is still lying there somewhere. His bones probably must have been mixed with concrete somewhere and has been used to build something. But the Bible makes us to understand in verse number 17. It says, if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. 
Whatever hope that you have of eternal life, whatever hope that you have that God is going to do for you, if Jesus Christ is still lying down somewhere, then it's useless. You have just succeeded in wasting your time. All your tithes and offerings, they are gone. All the time you spend in church, they are gone. All the time that you're supposed to be clubbing and having fun, you have just wasted it. That is what it means if Jesus Christ did not raise from the dead, if your faith is in vain and you are yet in your sin. If you think you are righteous, you have just missed it because Jesus is not risen from the dead. That's what the Bible is trying to make us understand. But they also which are falling asleep in Christ are perished. In other words, those of us who have friends or brothers and sisters or family members who have died and they say they are Christian. And when we're burying them, we're saying, yes, we thank God Jesus come from the dead. If Jesus did not rise up, you are simply lying to yourself. Because they are not going anywhere. They are just sitting down in that grave. They have been perished. Their hope of eternal life has been a waste of time. If only in this life, Paul the Apostle said, if only in this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Because we missed all the fun. When people were stealing money, you did not steal. When they were chopping life, you were not chopping life. You say Jesus Christ saved you. You say Jesus Christ is this. You say Jesus Christ is that. After all that, Jesus Christ is still dead in one tomb somewhere. And the guy is not risen. If that is the case, all that we are doing is a waste of time. All this noise I'm making is just noise. It doesn't make any difference. So the Paul is saying, if only in this life we have hope in Christ, we are all of all men most miserable. But thank God that is not the case. That is not the case. In other words, outside of the resurrection of Christ, all that we are doing this morning is a self-delusion. It's a waste of time. But I thank God that Christ rose from the dead. We thank God that he lives in you. He lives in me. We thank God because we see the evidence of transformed life. We thank God because we see what he's doing. Not just in our midst, but all across the assemblies that are gathered this morning celebrating his resurrection. Because he's alive. And that's why I said earlier on that the central point of our faith is the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you take that out of the Christian faith, if you take out the bodily resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, you do not have Christianity. There is no Christianity. Now, as student of the Bible, you all know that Jesus was not the first and the only person that rose up from the dead in the Bible. You know that. Bible makes us to understand that Jesus is not the first and the only person that rose up. There were several people in 1 Kings chapter 17, from verse number 17, the Bible tells us about the raising up of the son of the widow of Zarephath by Elijah. By the time you get to 2 Kings chapter 14, Elisha did the same thing for the son of the Shunammite woman. By the time you get to 2 Kings, the Bible makes us understand that the anointing upon the life of Elisha was so strong that when Elisha died and they buried him and there was a rumors of commotion somewhere and they were carrying a dead person, they want to go and bury him. That man fell on the grave of Elisha, he jumped back up again. So Jesus was not the only person that died and rose up in the scripture. By the time you get to the New Testament, the Bible tells us Jesus himself brought back to life the daughter of Jairus. Luke chapter 8, if you read from verse 152. Not only that, in John 11, the most popular resurrection that we saw in scripture, which is that of Lazarus, Jesus himself went to the tomb of Lazarus and woke him up. And by the time you get to the book of Acts, we see the particular woman called Tabitha, which is called Dorcas, who was raised back to life. So you see, Jesus was not the only person that died and rose up in the scripture. But the question is, why is it that Jesus' death and resurrection is the one that gets everybody so twisted up? Why is it that he's the only one that gets all the press? What is so special about the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ? I would suggest to you that the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is special because it is the only one that was prophesied. 
In Psalm 16, reading from verse number 10, he said, you shall not leave my soul in Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. That was David prophesying about the coming Messiah. Talking about the death of the Messiah and the resurrection of that Messiah. So it is special because it is the only one that was prophesied in scripture. Number two, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is important and it is special because of what Jesus himself promised his disciples. The declaration of Jesus himself when he was alive. John chapter 2 verse 19, Jesus said, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up again. And they were looking, are you crazy? But the Bible says he was talking about the temple of his own body. So it's not just that it was prophesied, it was what he himself promised. He's going to die and he's going to raise up. Among all the resurrection in the scripture, among all the people that died and were brought back to life, Jesus was the only one that spoke about his own death. And not only that, he spoke about his own resurrection. I'm going to die. And then when I get tired of dying, I'm going to stand up again. That's basically what he did. I have a mission to go and commit in the bowels of the earth. And when I get there, when I'm done, after three days, I'm going to come back up again. He said, destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up. He was the only one that told us about his resurrection. That's why it is special. Number three, why is this special? It is special because of what his resurrection demonstrated in the life of the believer. Bible tells us in Romans chapter 1 verse 4. He said, declare to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ declared that he was the son of God. And beyond that, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ not only demonstrated that he was God, he demonstrated that he had the power over life and over death. John chapter 10 verse 17 tells us, he said, my father lost me because I laid down my life and I take it back up again. In other words, you can't take it from me. I am the one who decided I want to put it down and I am going to take it back up again. That is to tell you the power that the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ demonstrated. That he had power of God and he had power over life. He had power over death. Number four, why is the resurrection very important? It is very important and special for the believer because of what the resurrection of Christ offered to us. It offered us eternal life. John chapter 11 verse 25 tells us, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. I am the life. He who believes in me, Though he may die, he shall live. That is the offer of eternal life. That's what he did. Jesus Christ, because of the fact that he rose again, he gave you that offer and all you have to do is just accept. He made it available for us. That's why it is special. Number five, why is this special? Why is this resurrection the talk of the town? Why is it very difficult for people to accept it? Why does it turn the stomach of many people? The result is because the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ settled a lot of issues for the believers. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And then from verse number 17, the Bible says, If Christ is not risen, your faith is futile and you are still in your sin. It settled the issue of sin forever. Bible said that a body has it made for me so that it can give us a sacrifice for sin. This issue of sin was settled forever because of that resurrection. If Jesus Christ did not raise from the dead, what it means that Satan won the victory. And God forbid, Satan will never win the victory. That's why. The resurrection is special because it settles the issue of sin in your life. And that's why the Bible says that sin shall have no dominion over you. Why? Because Jesus Christ has settled that issue in our life. Number six, why is the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ special? It is special because of the assurance that it provides to the believer. It gives you an assurance. Romans chapter 6 verse 9 tells us, Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, died no more. Death. 
no longer has dominion over him. If death cannot have dominion over Christ, and Jesus is saying that if you believe in me, the life that I have, I will give to you. It means that you also, death cannot have any dominion over you. It may kill this physical body, but it may not be able to kill your spirit. So you must understand, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is special because it assures us that death will have no dominion. Death will have no power over us. And eternal life is our portion. And then finally, the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is special because of what he accomplished for us. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The victory not just over sin, not just over death, victory not just over Satan, but victory in every department of our life has been purchased and has been made possible because he rose from the dead. In other words, because of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have victory in life, we have victory in eternity. And so you see, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is not just like any other resurrection in Scripture. No. Because his resurrection was targeted to achieve a specific objective. There was a specific goal in mind. When the Lord God Almighty sent Jesus to the cross, there was a specific objective. The Bible said, through the dead he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. That was the objective. Sometimes when you read the scripture, the Bible has a very interesting sense of humor. He said, if the devil knew that this nonsense he was trying to cook up, with all the Pharisees and all the people who were trying to kill Jesus Christ. He said, if the devil knew that that was going to be his own downfall, he would not even try it in the first place. If the devil knew that the death of our Lord Jesus Christ will mean his own downfall, he will make sure he does everything possible that Jesus does not die. But unfortunately, the Lord Almighty showed him who was God. So, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ was a targeted resurrection. It was targeted to achieve a specific objective. Number two, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, like no other resurrection in the scripture, because it was for a strategic purpose. Galatians chapter 4, reading from verse number 4, the Bible tells us, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive the adoption of son. There was a strategic purpose. It was not just targeted to destroy the enemy, but there was a purpose for it. There was a strategy behind it. In a specific time, the Lord Almighty made it possible. And there was a purpose behind that particular coming. Hebrews chapter 2 gave us that understanding of the purpose. In Hebrews chapter 2, reading from verse number 10, the Bible says, For it is fitting for him, for whom are all things and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory. That was the purpose. Destroy the enemy. Free the people who are already entangled by the works of the enemy and then make new sons to the Almighty God. That was the intention. That was the goal at Eden at the very beginning. The Bible tells us when he was proclaiming blessings upon Adam and Eve, he said, go, multiply, be fruitful, and replenish the earth. That is, recreate and reproduce yourself, sons to the Almighty God. But that seed was corrupted. And now Jesus Christ in the fullness of time, when he came, his intention was not just to destroy that particular corruption. It was not just to destroy the one that had the power of death. He said, but to create for us, to bring many sons to glory. So the resurrection was not only targeted. It was strategic and it was purposeful. And most importantly, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is like no other resurrection in scripture because of the blessings and the gifts that accompanied the resurrection. 
When Lazarus came back to life, who benefited? Maybe him and his family. When the Sunamite woman's son came back to life, the Sunamite woman was happy. The husband too was happy. Widow Zarephath, what happened? When the son came back to life, Widow Zarephath was happy. But no other person benefited. But when Jesus Christ came back to life, the Bible tells us that wherefore he said, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. So there were blessings that accompanied the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, when Jesus rose from the dead, there were specific things that he did in the life of believers. There were specific things that came with that particular package. And that's why the Bible tells us, Wherefore he said he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts unto men. The question then is, what are the blessings of that resurrection? And how can you access it? In Matthew chapter 27, Reading from verse number 50, the Bible tells us there. So Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirits. And behold, the curtains of the temple were turned in two from top to bottom. And the earth shook and the rock was split. And the tombs were opened. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tomb after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared unto many. In this passage of scripture, you will see that the very first blessing that the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ accomplished for the believer is the blessing of access. The Bible said, Behold, the curtains of the temple were torn in two, and from top to the bottom, and the earth shook. In other words, the curtain, if you understand the Old Testament formation of the temple, there was the outer court, the holy place, and the holies of holies. And there was a separation by a curtain. And that particular holies of holies was only accessible to the high priest. And the Bible makes us understand that Jesus Christ was what? The, our high priest. And the high priest does not go into the holy of holies except once a year. And he does so by first of all presenting the blood of offering. And that was what Jesus Christ did on the cross. He presented his own body, his own blood as an offering. And when he did, the Bible said as soon as that offering was presented, that particular curtain that separated us, that separation between the holy and the holy place was plunged into two. And all of us now have access to it. And that is the very first blessing that his resurrection gave you. He gave you access to the presence of the almighty God. That is why you can pray and heaven will answer. That is why you can call upon his name and he will hear and he will answer. And he will show you great and mighty things. In the olden days, you have to look, go and look for a priest who will go on your behalf into the presence of the Almighty God. But when Jesus died and he rose again, that veil was taken away. And now you have access to the presence of the Almighty God. That is the first blessing. No other resurrection have done that. Number two, inside the holies of holies. Why is that important? Having access to the Holy of Holies. Inside the Holies of Holies was a very, very important item. And that is the Ark of the Covenant. And what is the Ark of the Covenant? It is the representation of the presence of the Almighty God. So it's not just that Jesus Christ gave you access to the presence of the Almighty God. The presence of the Almighty God was made available to you by the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you see, he tore the veil. You can now access it if you want to. And not just that. Not just accessing him, you cannot enjoy the presence, the fellowship with the Almighty God. And that's why in your own closet, you can bend down on your knees and talk to the Almighty God. In your own little place, you can call upon the name of the Almighty because Jesus has made it possible for you not just to access, but to enjoy the presence of the Almighty God. The death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ gave us access to the presence of God and gave us the grace to enjoy his presence. Not only that... Why is the Ark of the Covenant very, very important? Because inside the Ark of the Covenant was a jar containing what is called the manna. 
And you all know the story of the children of Israel when they traveled in the wilderness. For 40 years, manna was raining upon them. Food was going on. They never tilled the ground. They never did anything. But they were eating and they were eating. That tells us that the blessings of the resurrection is the blessing of divine provision. The Lord meets you at the point of your needs. They call upon me. I will hear. And I will answer. And I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. That is what you find because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. We now have the blessing of divine provision. Because there is manna in the Ark of Covenant which represents the presence of the Almighty God. So when you come into his presence, there is always provision. Not only that. By tearing the veil. Jesus not only gave us the blessing of access, not only gave us the blessings of his presence, not only gave us the blessings of his provision. The Bible makes us to understand that inside that same Ark of Covenant, there was Aaron's rod. Aaron's rod, that stick that was as good as dead. The Bible says when they were trying to pick the high priest, it was the dead stick of Aaron that was burning. And that was when Aaron was picked as the high priest. That rod of Aaron is also inside that Ark of Covenant. And that tells us what? That Jesus Christ is death and his resurrection gave us the blessings of grace. The blessings of divine selection. Because Bible makes us understand that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. When we are not qualified, when we did not merit the attention of the Almighty God, Jesus Christ died for us and that is the blessing. The blessing of unmerited favor. The blessing of divine grace. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 tells us God commended his love to us of that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When you were unlovable, Christ loved us. When we do not deserve to receive anything, he poured his blessings upon us. That's why the veil torn. And inside the presence of the Almighty God was that Aaron's rod. Telling you that you are the beloved of the Almighty God. And finally, the blessings of the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is the blessing of deliverance and freedom. The blessing of the release from captivity. Look at that Matthew 27 from verse number 52. The Bible tells us there. It said the tombs were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. So because Jesus died, because Jesus rose again, all the limitation, the tomb that has covered the people of God, the tomb that has held the people of God captive, the tomb that has restricted the people of God, that has not allowed them for progress, that has not allowed for advancement, that tomb was open and the people of God were able to walk out. That tells you one thing, that the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ releases you to live a full life. It releases you to walk in the fullness of God. It releases you to fulfill the very purpose and the plan of God for your life. It's a blessing of release. That accompanies the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at the lives before they came to Christ. How they lived and after they came to Christ. Paul the apostle walking in the path of destruction. But eventually when he came to life, you now see there was a release of his potential. A release of the plan and purpose of God being carried out in his life. And that is what the resurrection does in your life. That is what is done in my life. So as believers... When we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are celebrating the access that it provides for us. That you can come into the presence of God. That you can enjoy fellowship with Him. We are celebrating the divine presence that we enjoy. It's not just coming into His presence and God is not at home. No! It is coming into His presence and meeting God and fellowshiping with Him and enjoying company with Him. That's why He said in the book of Isaiah, He said, come let us reason together. 
Though your sins may be as scarlet. In other words, the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ gives us the access. It gives us enjoyment of the presence of the Almighty God. When we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are celebrating the divine provision and the divine grace that we enjoy every day. Is it because we are strong that's why we are alive? Many people perish during the COVID. You are still here. There are some of us that actually got that particular deadly virus. But we are still standing here. Some people got it for just a day or two and they were gone. Is it because you are better? Is it because you read the script very well? Or because you took the vitamin? No, it didn't work that way. It was the mercy of the Almighty God. The Bible says, were it not for the mercy of God, we all would have been consumed. That is what we celebrate at the resurrection of the Almighty God. Because it gives us provision and divine grace. But most importantly, when we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are celebrating the supernatural release from the hand of sin, from the hand of death, and from the hand of Satan. We are no longer held captive. We are no longer tied down. We are no longer locked up. That the enemy no longer has the final say over our lives. That the Almighty God is the one that has the final say over our lives. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.